What's poppin', y'all? You are listening to the Keep It Cute podcast, and I am your host, Amber Simone. You may notice a recurring guest of mine, Brandon Towns, is joining me today on the 15th episode of the Keep It Cute podcast. I feel like time has flown by so much. We are in the fourth month of dropping episodes every single Wednesday. So Brandon, how does it feel to make your third appearance on the Keep It Cute podcast? You know, before I answer that, first, I just want to say congratulations. Thank Month you. number four. Yeah. Episode number 15. 15. That's, 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 15. That's, that's good work. Exciting. That's good work. I'm proud Thank of you. you. That's great. Um, But it feels great to be back on the podcast. <laughs> He's I, been begging me, guys. Whoa, begging whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But <laughs> complete transparency, I do feel a little jaded. Why do you feel jaded? Y'all, do you realize why there's been a, such a long gap between my last appearance and now on this podcast? I was banned the entire month of March from being on Keep It Cute. And why is that? I can't recall. Guys, it was Women's <laughs> History Month. And you know, like I said, I was like, I want to feature badass women. Do you put yourself in that category? I'm a supporter of badass <laughs> women. That You're has, an ally. That, You're I'm an ally. ally. That counts for something. <laughs> Brandon, you are going to be on plenty full of Keep It Cute episodes, mm. so it's okay. All right. I but better, we're glad you're back. I better start seeing my royalty check real quick. <laughs> Bye. <I'm> <laughs> we need to start making a check first, boo-boo. Make sure I get my Crawl cut. Before you walk. Crawl before you walk. <laughs> now, to that, since this is the 15th episode of the Keep It Cute podcast. To kick off this episode, we're going to make a little cheers. It's a Friday night. I hope y'all are feeling good. I just finished exams Congratulations. This week. Yeah, you, you sure you. did. Don't say congratulations yet. I have not got the grade back. But, but you did finish. <laughs> we boo. finished the exam. So clink, clink. Cheers, cheers. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, so our hot topic today, and I feel like y'all know what it is, but we are talking about, is love really blind? Now, Love is Blind season four is currently on Netflix mm -hmm. and episode 13 just, or episode 12 just episode came out tonight. Episode 12. Yeah, yes, 12. yes. 12. So everybody's been talking about this on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, in our social lives, mm -hmm. even at work. Everyone has been talking about Love is Blind. We have been faithful consumers since season one. We've seen every single season. <laughs> Brandon has had a very strong opinion on the topic of is love blind? I'm also just amazed that I, of all people, have seen all four seasons of Love is Blind. Because if y'all know me, like the whole dating show thing isn't typically my vibe. Brandon, bye. Guys, when but I tell love you, is blind. Brandon's full Has of cap. <laughs> no, boo, you're capping right now because we have sat down for summers binging 40 to 60 episodes of Love Island. You loved it. Okay, besides Love Island. We were Island. in it. Like, y'all, we were in forts on the floor besides watching Love, love Island. Island, name me another dating show. 
Um, it doesn't have to be, you like reality TV. Because what is, what was it? The challenge that you really enjoyed? Okay, the challenge though, that is, that is, that is a lifestyle. That's not just a reality TV show. Boo, you like reality TV. It brings competition. It brings politics. But is it not reality TV? That is an era. Uh, I suppose. Yes, it is. Okay. Now I'm not saying you sit here and binge every single reality show, but- I appreciate that you can sit down with me because a lot of men be like, oh, love is blind, blah, blah, blah. I'm not watching that. But I will say for the couples out there, even for the single folks, it really sparks a dialogue between you and whoever you're watching it with. And And it's fun. And shout out to my fellas. Like you might be thinking I'm not going to watch Love is Blind. I was the exact same way. Then all of a sudden you look up, you're on episode five. Like <laughs> No, <laughs> then you're sitting there crying you. during the wedding ceremony. <laughs> you start getting real passionate <laughs> between the episodes, I'm telling you. Give nah, it a shot. No, nah. I, I agree. I feel like it honestly I will say, especially couples, it is really cool to watch because you two can spark dialogue between mm. is this something we would do? Is this healthy? Does this make sense? And then you just see some people doing crazy, absurd <laughs> things on television. <laughs> So the question today, is love really blind? Brandon, what are your thoughts on this? (laughs) Honestly, let's start at that base question. Is love blind? And then we'll kind of segue into other categories. So love is not blind. Even the show Love is Blind is not blind. What do you mean by that? Which part? Even the show Love is Blind is not blind. So if you want to be like, like accurate to what the show is, it should be called Dating is Blind. Because once you are engaged, you see each other. You have go through people who haven't seen the show. So they meet in these pods. You're not able to see each other. You're only talking to each other through separate rooms. And then people can decide if they want to get engaged. If the person says yes, then they actually meet in person and they spend the next X amount of episodes trying to kind of integrate their lifestyles with one another. So you start meeting families and friends and you start moving into apartments, but this is all face to face. And then at the end of the season, that's when the wedding happens and okay. you go to the wedding. Of course, you say, I do, you're married, or you can say, nah, I'm straight and people go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. But if you had that entire span between the pods and the wedding day, which is like eight, nine episodes, how can you say that's blind? It's not. Well, if you think about it, they spend hours together in those pods. Like I heard it's an absurd amount of hours where they sit there behind these walls talking about childhoods, traumas, past loves, jobs, whatever it may be. So before they even get to the point of b- becoming a fiance mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. they have to propose. Absolutely. And they make that decision based on Absolutely. blindness. And you just described blind speed dating oh god (laughs) is not blind but all of them they're like oh but i love this person i love you so much that's why i proposed and they all have a very weak very weak and fragile concept of love you do not love somebody you just met over the course of two days (laughs) like this is the greatest person i've ever met i want to spend my entire life with them off of what a two days worth of conversation but we talked for 48 hours (laughs) (laughs) 48 hours of my life was dedicated to That is two days. (laughs) (laughs) Love is not blind. What do you think, though? You know my very strong opinion, but do you believe that love can actually be blind? So 
for me, love is not blind. How can you really love someone? Like I said, oh. in one of, let me speak. Oh. In one of my <laughs> older episodes, I said, you can lust someone. And <laughs> in 48 you hours, you can, I could lust you a lot. But do I love you? Do I know what you really went through as a child? Do I know what ticks you off? When we get into arguments, what do you like? I don't know. How do I figure these things out? in my daily, I don't know, in 48 hours before proposing to someone, how do I really figure out, do I love you? Even when they start meeting each other's families, the families are shook. Like already Brandon was telling me, like his parents would be pissed. He was like, his dad wouldn't even show up. I was like, his mom would. Hey Anna, I know you be there. I, you may not be happy about it, but your mom would be there because she'd be like, who is dating? Who is marrying my son? They're not about to have you out there in the dry. If they really do not approve of it though. Brandon, but you're, if you were like, I'm going through marrying this woman, mm. you think your mom would not want to at least meet her. If oh, you're she, like, she I don't care. I, yeah, she would meet that's her. That's what I'm saying. Even Tony would meet her. That's what I, I think your parents would show up because they're like, who is this? Mm. You know what I mean? Even if they don't approve, they would be like, we want to know. But you made me sound like I was this complete just villain to love. <laughs> when you also believe that love is actually not blind. I'm not saying you're a villain to love, but even when we go back to when we had our Valentine's Day episode and we talked about love at first sight, same concept. Mm. There, It's not, you don't believe that love at first sight, do you? So I do not, I do not in any shape or form believe in love at first sight. But, the, but I'm starting to think like, Love is blind. So as a show, I don't think that's actually testing if love is actually blind for the reasons I described. But away from the show, can love actually be blind? Can you learn to love somebody without ever actually seeing any type of physical representation of them? You can. I think you can. And this is kind of a good segue into our favorite couple on season four of Love is Blind. So Brett and Tiffany, it's a black couple. The couple of the season, I love to see it. Black love wins every time. And okay, I'm like okay. watching them, you know, go through their ceremony and the way they progressed over time. Even watching them in the pods, I'm like, y'all, this is perfect. So I hate I hate to be that guy. But you're I about hate, to be that guy. But I feel like I have to. And don't cap because you I really like enjoyed I, their no, relationship no. too. I love their relationship. Once again, I'm... I have a tendency to always kind of look for like that other perspective and situations. And I really don't be in, Paul right now. I really <laughs> <laughs> don't be Paul. Hey, Everything needs hey, to make sense. He's a, he's a marine biologist. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm a way to getting MD. So we have some similarities, but I will say I truly enjoyed watching the progression and development of their interactions with each other. But my main concern with them, which I've talked to you about is that they haven't gone through conflict and Anyone who's been in like a long enough solid relationship knows that's not always sunshine and rainbows. There will be conflict and how two people respond in conflict, how they find solutions and move forward is a very important part of what a relationship, a healthy relationship looks like. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what his conflict resolution styles look like and what yours might look like in the context of being with him, that 
that could be a pretty significant gray area that we just have not seen. It can. But one thing we have seen is it wasn't necessarily a large conflict. But when she was nervous about getting married and she was sitting there in tears and really just like anxious and upset, he was sitting there so patient with her. And I feel like that's kind of... A glimpse of how he could be, but, the, but I will say when conflict does arise, how do you act? That is really telling of someone's character in a relationship. Absolutely. And even he was great in that moment. And I get this moment of stress was actually separate from Tiffany, but in the episode, heads up, spoilers, but in the episode, episode 12, when his suit wasn't fitting right, he had a kind of like a little little turnaround. You start seeing some personality traits in Brett that we have not seen at all in 12 episodes, which not that they weren't there, we just weren't privy to them. So it's like, once again, like how do you really respond in conflict? Because you could have an entire idea of how somebody is and their demeanor and the way their behaviors kind of play out until they get into a stressful moment. And until you see them in that stressful moment, you don't know how they're going to react. You don't. I agree. But to my man. Ah, what they say, anything that comes, anything that comes before the butt <laughs> is a cap. <laughs> I agree. But to my point, to Brett's defense. So when, first off, question for you. If it was your wedding day and your suit is looking like, what was it? Was it on Norbit? But if your suit <laughs> Wait, is why, just oversized, because I'm like, when I think of somebody with an untailored suit, I don't know why I go there. But if your suit is not fitting you on your wedding day, you're marrying the love of your life, would you not be ticked? And mm -hmm. after that, when it was semi-resolved, the woman who fixed it for him, he was like, thank you so much. Like he was very kind about it after. You know what I mean? Some people will go in there, my suit is messed up, whoop, whoop, popping off on people. And then like, just leave. No remorse, no thank yous, nothing. I feel like it was mm. also telling that when it was semi-resolved, he was like very gracious in that moment. It was resolved, but before it was resolved, his he brother- his brother was catching strays. His brother didn't bring you that suit. <laughs> like, he was popping off on his brother. And once again, like when you're in a stressful situation, unfortunately, more often than not, the people closest to you are going to feel that blowback, that misplaced kind of anger and frustration. And okay. we did see that in the brother. And of course, it didn't, grow, it didn't go to this big thing out of proportions, but you did see that. And that's something that we have not seen to this point, mm -hmm. which doesn't mean it's not hasn't always been there. But you can't really bet on something when you don't have a, I guess, elongated amount of time where you see these people respond in different situations. It's a question mark. It is a question mark. I do agree, but I'm rooting for... Brett and Tiffany in the long haul. I mean, you always got to root for Black Love. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I'm rooting <laughs> for them. Come on. So again, back to your point, can love be blind? Yes. Because love definitely can be blind, <laughs> boo. Because even if you think about it and using, I don't know, what if you were actually blind? 
<laughs> no, that's a valid point. <laughs> no, not say it's not that. <laughs> that like, just caught me off guard. No, I know. I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, <laughs> like I don't know if I should say if, that, but it's true. What if you're actually what blind? What if you are actually blind? <laughs> I mean, like, how do people connect on that level when you start to get to know someone, who they are? Love hmm. is literally hmm. blind. That's actually a very, that's interesting. I didn't think of it that way. And I guess my response to that is when you have no other choice, when you can't depend on your vision, of course, humans are always going to want to have that connection of love with another person. That's a very, I guess, shared experience just being a human. Mm -hmm. But when you do have sight, when you do have vision, when that's not something you can just completely cross out, does it have an influence in not just... And it's always been my thing, the whole thing with love at first sight thing as well. Like love isn't just, are you attracted to this person? Okay. It's also, do they have the traits that can actually lead to healthy growing and can lead to a healthy life with each other? And I'm sorry, you can be very attracted to someone based on things non-involving sight but when it comes down to it you have to have things like physical attraction to your partner mm -hmm. that's extremely important it is. so to say that love is blind entirely i don't think that's true we we can't say love is blind entirely because even in our case what did you see if you didn't see me <laughs> <laughs> look <laughs> what did you see uh. when we met you know what i mean you're like oh okay like natural hair vibes with a fur coat like, Yo. and that's what you were basing me off of before you even knew who I was. Yeah, she had the fur coat. She had the full <laughs> face. Girls fly. I ain't gonna cut. <laughs> and to sit here and say, like, in actuality, if you were looking kind of not put together, disheveled, <laughs> hair all over the place, the track falling out. Like, wait, wait. <laughs> hey, don't be coming for people with like, tracks, <laughs> <laughs> No disrespect, no disrespect. But if that was the person sitting there in that apartment when I first saw you, would I have still been inclined to go talk to you? The answer is no. Even <laughs> though you're the exact same person Dang, with the exact same traits. Even when my track's falling out, you want to came up to me. Girl, that's you a representation of the brand. You know what I'm saying? You're a representation of this brand. I'm saying this is the Keeping Cute podcast. You are my guest. I'm saying your partner is an extension of yourself. Yes. And your brand. And if they're not put together, they don't care about their appearance. Like that also, like that's just not an attractive trait that makes somebody want to pursue a random person. It's not. No, I hear you. I do hear you. And yeah. I'm like, I feel like too, especially in our age group and now the way society moves, hate to say it, but people are superficial. Not everybody's superficial, but it's like pe when people, again, when you're on those dating apps, what are you looking at? Oh, boom, you see a photo. When I promise you, majority of those people don't even get to what is your favorite hobby? What's your favorite food? They're like, ooh, Sean, nope. Mike, nope. Luan, nope. Like just swiping on people. <laughs> and it's really based off how, to, how does this person look? Yeah. And then boom, if they're fine or it's to your standard or your liking, then you're going to do a little bit more digging. Mm -hmm. But initially, initially, it was based off of what does this person look like? Absolutely. So it was never blind. And I, think, I think that's actually a very interesting idea for a potential dating app. <clears throat> Instead no of, photo? Oh, no. People would be scared. Not even no, not even <laughs> no photo. Because that, that can go wrong that actually, real no, quick. No, that's safety but reasons. <laughs> instead of the whole swipe thing being based on, do you like this person's photo? What if it was like an audio clip? Which So they have those on Hinge. Oh, shit. 
Okay. Well, that's a thing. I thought they I had a, I thought audio. I had a million dollar idea. No. Apparently not. But even that, you're saying <laughs> love is blind, is love deaf? Like even that, a quality of someone's voice can also be very, I think, important and very influential if into if you're going to pursue somebody because mm-hmm. someone's voice quality. If someone just has a voice that irks the entire living daylights out of you are you going to pursue them maybe but it's less likely well even so funny thing guys some of my girlfriends who are still dating they're on the dating apps and i get a kick out of some of the voice messages (laughs) that they receive they have received some crazy messages so a little background on hinge which is an extremely popular dating app they have topics where you can choose from a topic they have questions you can choose from so it might say You know, it might even be a prompt that you can answer. Mm. And so, for example, who's your favorite character from SpongeBob and why? And the way that that person answers, even beyond their voice. But I'm like the content of what they're saying (laughs) in some of these voice messages, like, hey, baby, I just want to meet you down on the beach and caress you and whoop de whoop. Like, it's just very like cringe. And I feel like girls get the ick so easily. And those voice messages on Hinge, I think, have killed a lot of people's potential because of some of the stuff they're saying. But also, too, there may be another guy who's extremely clever. And you're like, oh, OK, this dude is witty, has a little a little humor. And you can get that from those voice messages but the content of what some of these men and women be saying. But like, yeah, like with the voice memos, that's important. Like you can get so much out of a voice memo than you can get out of a photograph, just like in a profile pic that you might swipe left or swipe right on. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, like kind of brought up earlier, like their voice and the quality of their voice, I think does have influence for sure. But like how they choose to kind of organize what they say, the things they choose to actually say. (laughs) (laughs) If you're trying to get freaky on the memo, that gives a very different picture than someone's trying to be clever and witty. Mm -hmm. And I think that at least gives you more content to go off of an initial kind of, I don't want to say taste test, but like, not a taste test. Taste test, but a test of somebody. I say the test. See, again, you sound like what's his face in Love is Blind. He said, I saw you as a project. Oh. That's what it was giving. <laughs> I, thought you about to, I thought you were about to say smoke show, but. Oh, no, him too. But OK, look, in Love is Blind, there's a guy named Marshall and he was dating this girl named Jacqueline. Mm. Marshall was mm. so sweet. Mm. But mm. to Jacqueline's point, she said that Marshall was too sensitive And so when they were going and had their little tiff, he was like, I saw this as a project, but I don't think that's what he meant to say, but that is what he said. But is that, is that what he meant to say though? It probably is. But I think more so it is a project or it's doing the whole testing of is love blind and sitting in those pods. It's an experiment. But my thing is, that's what they all call it. My thing is you thinking you can change somebody well, he can't change when that doesn't woman. happen. That's not a love is blind type of test. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna fail whether you're still in the pods and you mm-hmm. can only talk to each other, or if in the real world, don't try and change people. Take them from where they're at, and that's and if they continue to be that person, that's not on them. <laughs> that's on you for thinking they will somehow change. But also, too, I'm like in their case, 
People can smell weakness from so far. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we ain't calling my brother no, weak now. Hold my on. Thing, and I'm, hold on. No, I'm serious. And I'm so glad that she did what she did because Marshall would have went through with that marriage regardless of what, you know, if she would have said yes, Marshall would have said yes. Marshall would have been a, And he a, does deserve better. Marshall would have been an abused <laughs> Stay at Truly. home husband. <laughs> if he went so her Jack. putting on her big girl pants and calling the shots in that relationship is great because he would have never done that. Mm. And sometimes you need that person. Honestly, it's a it's a savior from you and your toxic relationship. Somebody got to pull the plug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she pulled the plug in probably <laughs> the most disrespectful yeah, was, way to pull it. But I mean, I it guess wasn't, it wasn't sweet. It wasn't I guess nice. she did terminate it. Like, I'll, I'll give her that. It was it definitely was you not had, nice. You had the you're you're at your suit kind of try on yeah, appointment like with the bros and your homie has to tell you like, hey, your girl didn't show up <laughs> for the dress, dress fitting. <laughs> like and because and she didn't show up because she, she was, was out here dating with her other dude she was talking to in the pot. Nah, and that man is toxic. Oh no. I think, He's so toxic. What's like, his name? Uh, it, irrelevant is what his I, name is. But <laughs> when he when he called bro a bitch in person and, and, and then backtrack, oh no, I'm just playing. Bro, He's not playing with you. Yeah. <laughs> he means that. Yeah. He does not respect you as a man. No. He mm. should have got the hands right then and there. He's, but he, with them, he's a we are not condoning violence on the Keep It Cute podcast. But sometimes a little bit Marshall, of violence no, is look, necessary. Marshall <laughs> kept it cute during that situation. And where to keep it cute? Take him. Out of a toxic marriage. Hmm. Got him disrespected on national TV. <laughs> Out of a toxic marriage. It got him disrespected on national him. TV. So would you ever try that experiment of is love, love is blind? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely You not. look so appalled. <laughs> like, no. In general, I don't like new people. I don't. Okay. In my personal life, I really don't like... If y'all don't know me, like I could be an introvert or an extrovert. It's really dependent on kind of like the context of the situation I'm in. When I'm with like new people, I'm still trying to like fill out like who people are. Like I can be very, I ain't gonna say withdrawn, but very kind of just quieter and kind of feeling people out, seeing exactly kind of where they're coming from, where they're at, just getting the lay of the land. Mm -hmm. But when I really know you, I feel really comfortable. I'm a very, very loud and very kind of energetic personality. Yes. So knowing that's how I am, being thrown in a space where I'm speed dating with 30 people and I can't even see you. I'm going off just conversations. Like <laughs> just the vibes. No, that is not a situation where I feel like I would naturally thrive in. That's absolutely not. That's fair. A lot of people wouldn't do love is blind. And I think that is fair because people do want to see what their partner looks like. So for example, when you do propose to your person, they finally let you meet and they open up the doors and you don't want it to be an Irina and Zach situation. <laughs> she said because my looked like a cartoon. She cartoon. called him a cartoon and proceeded to date him. <laughs> and when the doors opened, she was just shook. She, love wasn't blind for her, for her. She was like, whatever we talked about in the pods, let's nix, that, let's nix in the bud oh, right now. <laughs> If I if I get down on one knee and propose to you, and your words to me as you look like a cartoon character, 
Like, that's my 13th reason. Like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> like, that was bad. I'm done. Even when he tried to kiss her, she was like, ooh, I need another drink. Ooh, my dress, the zipper thing. Let me go. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Like, it was always something. Mm. And for her, like, a big part of her not vibing with him, it sounded like they did so well. Honestly, I don't think they did that well. I think Zach was just, I don't know what she told that man, what elixir she gave him to make him be so goo gaga over a woman who forgot your birthday, who literally tried to take a candle from her competitor to put in a cake. She ain't baked. Like, it was just a whole line of red flags. And he still chose her over the girl who, like, spent hours baking you cupcakes. That just shows you. And then when the girl even brings up these nasty personality traits that Irina had, his response was to get borderline defensive and say like, oh, she shows me who you are or something. Shows you who you are, but she actually just has like some hard exterior. But I know it's because she really cares about people. No, no, nah. what? No, <laughs> no. She's an asshole. Like, she's a dick. Like, no. And that's why nah, you she went, was bad. That's why you went to Mexico. So if you haven't watched the show, after you propose, you go off to Mexico. Mm-hmm. You do a vacation somewhere. Yeah, a little vacation, usually to some far off place. This time it was in Mexico um, with your person. And it was a living hell for Yeah, her. yeah. And like, that was that Every was Every so night... Warranted. They slept, she would like put pillows or she'd put something in between them while they were sleeping in the bed versus you have your other couples like, oh my God, I can't wait to be with my person and cuddle and blah, blah, blah. There was a barrier, a physical barrier in between them every single night. That's like a really a hit. She called him a cartoon character. And like, he didn't know how to take that. He was like, I don't know if that's. He was like, <laughs> I feel like, which cartoon character? I want to know. Who do I remind you I mean, of? Is there a good cartoon? Is there a cartoon character she could be saying you remind her of that's actually a good thing? Maybe, but I, I, I feel like no. Like that is <laughs> that is an insult, <laughs> no matter how you want to shape it. Yeah, she kept telling the man to blink because he was staring too long. He is a strange. He is. He is a strange, he's odd. He's, he's, he's strange. And then Jacqueline, Jack? <laughs> she was like, "Keep me six feet away from this weird." Like I was like, "Dang." We, we're not the only ones watching it from an outsider perspective, but a lot of people on the show thought this dude was weird. Ends up getting married. That's that. Bliss could have did better, but yeah, that's, she's a sweet girl. That's fine. So another part of this experiment is meeting the friends and family. So we kind of touched on this earlier, but during this love experiment, once they leave the vacation era the everything is great and we're living life. This is them putting them into the air quotes real world. And now they finally get a chance to live together, which we haven't really talked about that either. A lot of their living styles were so different going into is love really blind when I don't know your cleaning habits, when I don't Mm -hmm. know your daily routines, like what does that look like? And then also going into is love really blind when it comes to meeting friends and family and do they also mesh with one another? So I think let's start really on them moving in together mm-hmm. because obviously love cannot be blind once you start living together. Mm-hmm. And that that goes into the theme of what I've been trying to get at with love. Like it's not just can you relate to this person? Uh 
with with actual physical sight involved or not. It's not also just involved with are you attracted to this person? Mm -hmm. It's can y'all's living styles, can y'all's lives come together and work? And part of that is does the way you live can that person adapt to that or is that going to be a giant just obstacle that you can't get past? Mm -hmm. And we constantly see that in Love is Blind. Like, oh, when I'm talking to you, I have my respective space. You have your respective space. Or, oh, we go off on this vacation or we have a maid uh, hotel staff cleaning up after us. But when we actually move in together, can I deal with your messy habits? Can I deal with just hearing you talk or be in my space twenty four seven? I'll be honest. Like, do you, gotta tell, do you need to, to tell me something, girl? We've been living for each, with each other for a good amount of years. <laughs> well, I'm just point. saying. Do you need to tell me something? God, trust me. If we didn't work, you'd know at this point. No, but I'm just you saying. Would know. Like that's the thing. Like it, it's very easy to love somebody and think this person is the one until you see how they live. Until you see what it's like to wake up next to them every day. And we see that literally play out in the later episodes of Love is Blind every single season. Yeah, it goes into is love really blind when you move in with your person that you think is your person and then you start to see, oh, they showered once this week. They don't brush their teeth frequently. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know how to do laundry. They haven't swept. They don't make the bed. Like there's a list of things. Why are you cackling? I'm over here thinking like, (laughs) oh, maybe they like to sleep with the TV on or something. You're like, oh, they just dirty. That is valid, Brandon. (laughs) He said, oh, they don't wash their ass. Like, (laughs) But that's valid though. That's not a living difference. That's just a hygiene difference. That's nasty. That is nasty, but that is how some people live. Do they wipe after going to the bathroom? Like these are great questions. That should be universal hygiene standards. Look, do they not flush frequently because they're trying to save water? Yeah, that was the one. So that that was a moment, y'all, in season four. That is wild to me. (laughs) That is insane. (laughs) They physically don't flush the toilet when they use it every single time. Oh no! Because they want to save water. No, it wasn't to save water. It was to not wake him up because he was. Oh boy, you better get out of here. (laughs) You better pop a melatonin. That's what he said. He was like, "Hey, go ahead, just flush that. Wakes me up. Be good. (laughs) Like I need you to handle that." That's nasty. So like stuff like that, you peep when you move in with somebody. And I think too, just looking at their cleaning mm. habits, living styles. And are even, you loud? And even so y'all season, I think it was season three, uh, Ayana and I forget bro's name. It was another, Jared. Jared. Yeah, Ayana yeah. and Jared. It was another black couple, y'all. We had loved them as well. They were, I, 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 love, I love them to death still to this day. RIP to their marriage, and, but. We did and, love them. Like Amber said, they went through Love is Blind, I think season three. They got married. They say I do. They lasted maybe a year and some change. And they eventually broke up. And the biggest factor we see from outside perspective, mm-hmm. of course, we don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes. But like Jared liked to go out. He was a very. He was a par- party boy. He was a very it's, energetic it's, it's, young it's, lad. It's, it's. And she was more of a homebody. Yeah, she and, was a big introvert. Yeah, she, was she was a big a introvert. introvert. She, her, her house is her safe space. She doesn't like to go out like that. And that very, very two extremes and living habits, it just proved to be too much for the marriage. And do I think they loved each other? I actually do. Mm-hmm. Do I think on paper, in terms of personalities, they worked out? I do. But when you take into account the other aspects of their life, 
the relationship didn't work. It's also, it was so extreme because when you think about Jared's situation, he's a party boy, she's an introvert. And she would say that Jared, he also was security at a club mm, or a bar. Yeah. And so he would be partying with his friends, come in at like 4 a.m., so super late. And this was a, fre a frequent reoccurrence. That's, I don't think a lot of women unless like that's just your vibe you're at the club with him too like you just have to at least semi be on the same page and if you're at home all the time and it was she was in his apartment while he's out mm. you know it's not my space i'm not with my partner it's an uncomfortable setting but that also goes back to the point know who you're marrying yeah yeah like and that's why when it comes down to it in the pods and based on the little honeymoon phase everything was great but it's like to really make things work. But you wasn't have he to... always security though at huh? that bar? Um, I don't think that was like I, a news flash. He had a, huh? I don't think that was a news flash. No, he 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 might have been security, but I think initially he still had some type of night based job. I'm okay. not sure if that was a bartender. I think it was a bartender. I want to say it was a well. bartender, then went to security guard. <laughs> which bartenders at least in California, you're working till at least two. If you're in a different state, that could be four. Oh, five yeah. You're about to be up in Atlanta. Oh, you bartending until 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, know who you're marrying. It's not just based on like, oh, I really connect to your childhood or I really connect with your, your, your humor or just your outlook on the world. Can I actually relate to how you live? And that might not be readily apparent just based on interactions within the pod through a microphone or even when you're in Mexico or Tahiti in some honeymoon type phase, you have to live with that person. Yeah, that's facts. And I'd say too, like with us, with Brandon and I, so we've basically lived together ish, like from the beginning, like mm. day one, which that's like a, you know, day one, I had my spin a night bag. I was going to Brandon's apartment. The pink one with all the, you know, with the pink all, one. With all the my, my grandma got me that one. <laughs> I had my spin the night bag. And you already knew when you had your shifts till like four or five a.m. I was sitting there with my legs crossed on the floor with my spin a night bag. And I was like, I don't know, it's always been a routine for us. And I feel like we started from the mud only because, you know, living situations like when two people live in separate spaces and you're starting to figure out groceries and our schedules, not living together actually makes it so <clears throat> much harder when like when you don't live together. So when we did start to live together, I feel like it got a little easier Absol along the way. Absolutely. I remember the one of the most stressed out just living time periods I've been in was when you were living in Sawtell with she hey, look, don't be, be telling people where I used to live because I already got some stalkers out there, y'all. Uh, no, for real. <laughs> we ain't even gonna go into it, but I actually do have a the text message stalker. this one got that was a, yeah. little, a little weird. A little unsettling. But, but when she lived on a certain straight a certain street in LA <laughs> and I lived on a different street in LA, it was stressful. Like having mm -hmm. to oh, having to pack your bag and then you don't know I where know, certain know, items are. I, I leave that Amber's house is at my house. And then you're eating most meals together, but you're only paying for groceries at your given spot. It's just, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a headache. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. I say for us, I know it doesn't always happen like that, but over time it did get easier. And so one thing I will say, like for me in college and even like my room in high school, y'all, the stalker is 
actually calling me right now. Is that the same number? FaceTiming me. It is. Loki, should you answer on via podcast? Brandon, what? That's kind of funny though. Like they hung up, but like if you answered it and they're like they're literally on the podcast. That's weird. Well, how's it you call it? Hold on. Oh my god. What? It's Bailey. <sighs> She's so <laughs> She's so freaking annoying. Yeah. So that was his old number. You've been out here blocking <laughs> people who had nothing. <laughs> Bailey ain't shit. Good thing you didn't block it. Bro, I'm so mad. Bailey, Bailey. the shit you've been causing these last few hours ba is crazy. Bailey, I paid money to see who that number was connected to, and I went to go block the person. <laughs> I said, I said, can I be on your podcast? I've been watching your videos on YouTube and I follow you on Instagram. Based on the pictures you've posted, I know where you live. Can I come over tonight to record? Lori, I paid money to see who the number was connected to. So, <laughs> so, so ba Bailey, you owe me three dollars. So, so Bailey, we, we found. <laughs> So Bailey, we found the old owner of we that did. phone number. I did, and I found him on social media and blocked him on everything. We we found his Facebook, we found his Instagram. We were really going through this man's life. Yeah. Girl, I have his address. <laughs> I actually reported him on Instagram and Facebook. No. Bailey, I was I was like Brandon. This message is so weird. I went to go make sure the doors were locked. And I actually no, I was like, what picture do I have in front of my house? You be going outside having photo shoots in front of the house now. I'm just saying, you know, people be crazy looking up the maps on Google. Bailey, that's how the gap pop smoke. She ain't wrong. So this is what Bailey does on her Friday nights, huh? Terrorize her cousin. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I'm going to send you... My oh, no, I turned... I was like, Brandy, should I respond? He was like, no, I don't respond to that. So I turned my reds off, and then I just screenshotted it for evidence. Girl, you know I'm a... I'm a detective. It says that you read it. If you already no. read it, if you turn your read receipts off, oh, after, after. you still see it. Oh. Y'all recording the podcast episode? We are. And, you and I was just, I was like, y'all, my stalker is calling me right now. <laughs> Yo, if you had answered it, though, and it was Bailey, that was the reveal, that would have been so funny. You oh, my done. God. You um, well, the panic's over. I'm sorry. I thought she was going to respond right away. I kind of forgot I texted you. Girl, hell no. <laughs> I was going to respond to that message. Because then that's me confirming that it's me. I was like, which one of my creators? Like, what the heck? A little weirdo. <laughs> well, y'all look cute. Go on and finish your episode, girl. Thanks, boo. The, the business. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, Bailey. Get to the bag. I'm so mad at you. I'm going to send you whose number it used to be. All right, y'all. <laughs> now that that is over, I'm so flustered right now. Bailey, best believe I'm on your head for the next few weeks. I promise you. Guys, I am the ultimate finder of all things on the internet so do not play with me mm. the minute she sent that message 
And I don't know if you guys could hear it, but basically the message was, can I be on your podcast? I've been watching your videos on YouTube and I follow you on Instagram. Based on the pictures you've posted, I know where you live. Can I come over tonight to record? I was like, oh, hell no. And immediately turned off my red receipts. I was going to respond, but I didn't. And then I paid 95 cents on this website and it pulled up the record of the person who used to own the number. I got Facebooks, found them on Instagram, reported them. Ahmad, I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all, she was checking the doors. She's checking the ring cameras in the house. This girl went to code red. She was ready. <laughs> she was ready for anybody. <laughs> Don't play with me. Don't play with Don't it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. We are going back into the topic of what we were talking about. We've already discussed living situations, but lastly, I have to discuss family and friends. Is love is blind if your family and friends do not like your partner? So could there still be love there? Yes, of course. Now, if your social network does not mess with your partner, I guess it kind of comes down to how important is your social network to you? If you're someone where you really have a great relationship with your family and your friends mean a lot and someone, an outsider comes into that space and all of them don't like them. I mean, for one, I feel like that's a code red. Like if everybody doesn't like this person, like everybody. But I feel like who has weight over anybody is if you have a strong relationship with your parents do my mom and dad like this person? Or if you have a stronger relationship with your mom and you really value her opinion, does my mom get along with this person? What are your thoughts? Would you proceed with marrying somebody if your mom and dad did not approve of them? I don't think that's a blanket statement. Like, I think I would need to know why. Of why? course. If they don't like them because they are outright disrespectful, they are in any way offended them. The track's falling out. <laughs> so not even the track's falling out. But like, if it's like you gave them some type of offense, then that's going to be a big issue. You don't disrespect my parents. Well, I think more than anything, going to the pause, boo, you already said your parents will not approve of the situation. So say you're like, I really love this girl. But would you move forward with it if your parents were on the fence? Th that's, that's, that's my point. Like, it depends on why. Why do they not approve of this person? If it's because they this woman in any way offended them, then that's that's inexcusable. You don't you don't offend my parents. That, that's an extension of me. That's disrespectful. Now, if it comes down to they don't approve this person, not because of any type of fault of her own, but because they don't like the context of what Love is Blind as a TV show is. Okay. Then. We're going to have to move on and y'all will choose. Y'all will eventually learn to love this person because I believe they are a great person. That's that's a situation where I would feel still conflicted, but I can see myself moving forward as opposed to they just cussed out my daddy in front of in, in my living room. Like, see, that's, we just that's went to issue, extremes. You know what I'm we just went to extremes. Like, he, like she she done stole my mama's car. Like that's an issue. Brandon. Like please. Like <laughs> they done killed the family dog. Like I can't move forward with this person. <laughs> you are so dramatic. <laughs> well, what about you though? You call me dramatic. Me? Dramatic? Never. Doesn't even sound like me. Well, for starters, 
you only need one parent's approval on my end. So you literally is moms or nothing. Like it's all moms. Okay. You get mom and grandma. No, of course. And my grandma don't like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope she like me. That's good. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but my grandma, she's very sweet. She gets along with a lot of people, but she be about her business. Like she don't play at all. So I know my grandma, I feel like would be a little bit more harder because my mom's not, you know, my mom, she's not super, she's not a hard ass. Would you say so? I mean, thinking back just beginning, that's been a few years at this point, of course. Um, not like I got, it's not like I got taken to a dark room and tied up and interrogated. It was fine. Like, And she also wasn't pressing you either. Yeah. I mean, of course she saw I was a young, upstanding gentleman, but. No, the first yeah. thing she saw was them tattoos. <laughs> we was on our way to Vegas. Brandon had a little short sleeve John with his tattoos showing. My mom isn't the biggest tattoo uh, fan, but she loves you so much, though. Hey, you uh, are an exception. I'll say tattoo <laughs> because of your character. Tattoos in the medical field is not a not it a don't, uncommon. She don't care about occurrence. that. That's all I got to say. You be a firefighter. You be a fisherman. She don't care oh, what you do. Firefighters big big as hoes. I hope you know that. Why? Who, who can, anybody can be a hoe, Brandon. He goes Jamaican men. Okay, now you're talking crazy. <laughs> you are talking crazy on the podcast. I don't and you are no longer keeping it cute. As Brandon was not keeping it cute, we are going to continue on with the family situation. Obviously, like you said, if they downright disrespecting your parents, it's a no-go. For me, same thing, of course. But I'm trying to imagine if I were to do a love is blind situation, I don't think my mom would be excited about it at all. I'm sorry. It's like tangent. You should get like, like little like foul cards, like a yellow card. <laughs> like first violation. Didn't keep it cute. You get your second violation. You're off the podcast. Literally. It's like, all right, 15 minutes in, you got to go. You say, right. Step out the room because you're not keeping it cute. Yellow no card. <laughs> Red card. You're out. Nah, I'm telling you, people know what the deal is. You did not keep it cute. You're out of here. You've been on this podcast longer than anyone I'm telling you, not having me on here for the month of, of March has me rusty. I don't know. I'm talking a little crazy. All right, y'all. So as you can see, we have come to our conclusion. Is love really blind? And I think for us, we're saying no. I do believe that love can be blind. But as a blanket statement, I do not think that love is blind. Thank you for joining us on this journey today. Brandon, thank you for your very strong opinions today on all of our subjects from living situations, family and friends, the honeymoon phase and whatever it may be. Thank you for joining me on the 15th episode of the Keep It Cute podcast. Mm -hmm. I always love doing the podcast with you. It feels very natural. And obviously, I know you more than anyone else. So I appreciate you for showing up. Of course. And thank you for having me. No place I'd rather be than the 15th episode. Of Oops. course, sir. Look, maybe you'll be 20th. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But to wrap this up, thank you guys for tuning in again to the Keep It Cute podcast. Don't forget to follow the Keep It Cute pod on Spotify and Apple podcast. Episodes drop every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. PST. And make sure to follow for some clips and some fun on all socials at Keep It Cute Pod. Love you. Good night. <laughs>